Jack, how was not superstar? I don't know. I mean, which what's the um, what's the criteria that we're I mean like we're what, working on? What someone like thinks about the artist? Do you think they'll see them as like a like a higher seated artist, like a top ten, top twenty, top? I want to say top ten, top yeah, top ten, top top ten artist. But what what constitutes like stardom in the rap industry? Uh, like, is it is it is it Grammys? Oh, is no, it? No. Is it billboard charts? I want to say say Grammys because the fucking um, Grammys likes to eat the dick of African-American people. But that's... Legitimately, yes. That's beyond the point. But um, I would say, like, notoriety. Scoot up a little bit. Yeah. Notoriety, are we talking about, like, you know, like, status with the fans or status with the industry, though? Okay. Um, You know what I mean? Either or. Either or. Either or. Yeah. I think... I think Harlow is a likable guy. He's okay. A, he's a very likable guy. He's kind of like Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly and likable is crazy. But, like, if you if you root for that team... Okay, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Okay, so, like, okay. Timberwolves fans, I love Pat Beth. Okay. You see the yeah. shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, thinking about that, it's like, I think Harlow is, is famous with the fans. Okay, so fans like him? I think some people in the industry don't like him. Okay, okay. Like, maybe Logic, per se. Okay, why, wait, why wouldn't Logic like Jack Harlow? <sighs> I don't want to say it has to do with, you know, oh, he wanted Logic to be being mixed. He, <laughs> he wanted to be the one white dude? Isn't, I, isn't his per, whole perhaps, thing, perhaps. Isn't his whole thing that he's white? Ugh, I hate him. So trash. But continue. Who, Logic? Yeah, I, could, uh, I understand people don't yeah. like the whole, like, um... Not even rippity rap, but like the white artists jumping into rap and stuff like rap and hip hop, they feel like yeah. it's, they're very much out of place. It's and like the biologist coming to play basketball. See, yeah, yeah, it's just it's not it's not looking good. It's not looking good. I wouldn't go to my uh, for example, I wouldn't go to like my fucking an art major to tell me how far away from the sun. That's not who I'll go to right. talk to about. That. Right. That's how I feel with like an uh, artist like Logic jumping in. But on the point of Jack Harlow. I feel like people are just okay. Okay, so I've heard this one saying: when it comes, when it's about a product, right? Yeah. How you get to the product is a, sometimes, especially nowadays, far more important than the product itself. Right. right. Like what Kanye said about Polaroids. Oh yeah, literally. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. If yes. you can, if you can communicate this product, you can sell this product. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But on uh, the point that I'm trying to get at is like. The way you get to Jack Harlow, um, mm. people tend to like him far more than his music. His music is just like a, I mean, I guess. A byproduct uh, of his pers- persona. Literally, literally. Yes. If, if all of his music was booty butt cheeks, they would still love Jack Harlow. But on the, on the point of the how you get there, I feel like he kind of has the same... I'll say the same idea as Drake... Where it's like, okay. this type of music is literally for anyone and everyone. But the thing about comparing the two things, kind of like the, for example, with the one song they just dropped, the Churchill, uh, what was it called? Yeah, Churchill, with, he, with Drake? Yeah, 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 those two. Yeah. Drake goes, when you put them next to each other, Drake goes and washes him. Completely yes. washes him. So the, the, the talents, it's kind of disrespectful to put the two and two together. 
You mean like to put Harlow and Drake on the same yeah, track? Yeah, the same, like the same, not even the same track, but like. Okay, so like ranking. They're the same idea, but the thing is, Drake does it far superior there. So superior. Far, far superior? Yeah, far yeah, superior. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I did the right yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, he's far better than, than Jack Harlow when you actually put them next to each other. But the thing is, people yes. don't understand that because he's white. That's the thing. And they just. They're so into loving him and the whole, like, idea of Jack Carl. They don't even, like, care about that being the reason why they like him in the first place. Would you say Drake's music loses its, I don't know, like, like the vibe around it okay. without his personality? Oh, of course. Yeah, no, no, no. Drake is far too... One of the things that really... I feel like people don't give him enough credit for is the fact that he doesn't take himself as serious as other rappers and artists. Right. And... When he doesn't take himself seriously, we could laugh along with him. We could do the silly hotline bling dance with yes. him. And, oh, it's this. Okay. Yeah. You could do the silly hotline uh, bling dance. And you can also do like... Um, the Tusi Slide. Tusi Slide. Or what's the... Kiki, what's that song? What's the, what's the dance? Oh, Kiki. Do you love yeah, me? You could do all yeah. that stuff. And then you could still hear... It, you could still listen to him when he's being more like... Heartbroken and also the other side where it's being more drill and more aggressive with his yes, own music. Like six guys, exactly. six men. You could take yes. all of that and you could put it all together because of he's so likable and the style of Drake transcends. I wouldn't say it transcends for his music, but he's still the same type of idea. Well, like you saw on on More Life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a different there's a different sense to the music when you have Drake doing his, you know. African Madiba rhythm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuff, as opposed to say Wizkid okay. pops on the track okay. and does the same kind of like, you know, Afro pop, Afro beats kind of thing. Mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? I feel like um, with with Drake, he has like a tendency to evolve at a rate that's mm. ridiculous when you put it side by side other artists and other, for example, like let's say Future. Future doesn't really like. His music doesn't really evolve that much. The music he's been making now is the same shit he's been re- releasing since 2011 with like March Madness or a song like that. He's the same yes. type of artist. He doesn't have different ideas and doesn't have different takes or different sounds. He doesn't interpret those extra types of styles and music into his own work. And now when you get to someone like Drake, where that's literally all he's doing, he's mm-hmm. just consistently grabbing other people's arts and putting it in his own. Um, for example, what is that? He had a Spanish song with Riri. Oh, was it Mia? Yeah, it was with me. Uh, yeah, the one with Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Yep. He made a song like that, and then he goes and changes to like a drill song. Uh, what's, what's a good drill song? Uh, know Yourself? Ah, oh, no, there's there's a really big one. Well, back to back? That's a good one. Um, but beyond the point, uh, another other style is like um, when he goes does Caribbean type music, where he goes yes. and does the London type of music. Just a bunch of different aesthetics that he's going and grabbing and mashing them together. And yes. that's why Drake has survived for so long. But would you say that he is the most eclectic? What does that mean? Artist of all, like he has this reach where he can, he can do Afro beats. Mm. He can do you know, the the drill type music you're talking about. One thing that I do that I do notice that I noticed about Drake a long time ago, he was on a hot streak for so long, and yes. then after I think it was um, Scorpion. 
No. What's, what's like the last good album? Oh, Views. Okay, we can go Views. We'll views? Go views. And then like right after that, if you could ask the average person, I feel like there's like been like a big drop off in a sense for like his actual quality of music. Okay. But the thing is, okay. he's so talented that when he's like not even putting his full effort, you still get a certified lover boy, which everyone mm. says and claims that they hate. But I promise you, you have at least at least 45 percent of that album downloaded on your phone as we speak. So is it really that bad, or is it just bad because of you're expecting take care again? But yeah, that's that's more of the which is which is interesting. Yeah. I wonder why he's not actually taking it to like a hundred percent. Because of I wonder if he would just be like, uh, what's the word, burnt out? I mean, you could already see that he's kind of low key burnt out. But I'm right. wondering if you would like push the foot and just push it a hundred percent down down in the middle. Would he? be able to like jump off of a new genre and then create its own because i feel like that's the one difference those, mm. are, those are the that's the one big difference between him and kanye west kanye makes new sounds all together yes. for example 808 a heartbreak he made a gospel album and then he made another the one that he just dropped the Donda, fused like hip-hop and gospel that is a gospel album that's swaggy as hell i don't know i don't Literally. know that's another way to put it that's that's and they did it again with oh, and the the versatility. You got Travis Scott, you got Jay Z, you got the Weekend talking about God. So it's, the same way he he pushes his own message yeah, through his music, he yeah. stays authentic to it. Bro, he had Fabio yes. Foreign rapping without cussing. What are what is going on? He had twenty artists come together, and they did not cuss once. The only down part, why did you take KC off of it? That's, that's the only. Mm. I need, uh, that's one thing. I hope I get big enough to talk to, to Kanye. I feel like that would be my first answer, uh, question I would ask him. Because of the uh, old dude I'm naming, he's from here. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah. Well, I saw that he was from oh, Minnesota. Casey? Like, yeah. He's from Minnesota. Once I, okay. once I figured out he's from Minnesota, I was like, hey, Minnesota's not here doing things. But beyond the point, beyond the old point. Um, yeah. Would he be the most eclectic artist? Yeah, I would say so. And his ability to produce at such a high level is something that I truly admire. But it's also truly confusing how he's able to... Or or I feel like it could be a this. This could also be a thing. Do you only listen to someone for so long that you just start like... Even the BS that I do say, you start agreeing with it because of like you agree to yes. the small parts, yes. and then they just can just keep BSing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you don't even know it's now you're just agreeing to doing whatever the whatever the person wanted to. Right. I feel like we've listened to him for so long because how long has Drake been going? Twenty oh seven oh seven. Yeah, we're we're literally about to reach the twenty year mark in a couple of years. It's twenty twenty two right now, so. But yeah, to be able for us to be listening for so long, I think we're just agreeing with the more trash takes that he's or the trash music that he is dropping just in general. Right. Huh. Oh, hmm. very interesting. Very interesting. What do you think? That is super interesting. Uh, Something I think about though is like you you mentioned Kanye West though, mm-hmm. and so you think about the the genres that they're creating. So now now that Kanye has made a bona fide gospel album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he has his own Sunday service. Okay. Does he still do that? I wonder if he still does that. He, he still, still, he to still this does day. that? Okay. To, the, to this day. Bro, <coughs> the thing that I was always thinking, I was <laughs> I was wondering if this whole like uh, uh, Sunday choir thing or like mm. this whole like Christian gospel thing was just like a ploy that he was trying to get at and he was trying to just like push this type of idea to get to like the a whole new genre of people like yes. for example when he went and voted for when he was like oh i side with trump and then he went and got this, this whole new white fan base that literally i don't think i don't think you can name an uh, artist right now that has that fan base also maybe drake you might be able to say drake might have that fan, fan base it's different though exactly because his white fan base ide- <laughs> ideologically is different than Everybody. you know what Kanye's would be because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got you got white girls who are liberal listening to Drake, but you got white girls that are on the other side of the spectrum mm-hmm. Mad conservative. that are like I love Kanye, Damn, they no see, matter what they, he says. Exactly, they seal on the same type of of timeline with each other. But um, Kanye West, right? Mm-hmm. You know he's he's got a bona fide gospel album. He's got another bona fide gospel album. Mm-hmm. He's got Sunday service choir. We got 808 Heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. How many different genres does he necessarily fit in? Oh, for Kanye as an artist? I mean, I was like, would we, would we still consider Kanye in like the greatest rapper of all time? I feel like he wouldn't be the greatest rapper. I feel like he'd be one of the greatest artists. I feel like literally any other word but artist. I feel like that's actually, I can't even say artist because he produces. Right. He produces at a, one of the best in the game. That is ridiculous. That is one thing. That's the reason why I say he's, he will always be better than Drake. Because of, first, there's no reason for him to make music and write and lyrically write as crazy as he does. Keep in mind, it's not as good as Drake's. That's one thing I will give you. Drake is a far better uh, writer. He's far smoother. That's, that would be in my own opinion. Yeah. But, um, and then also come back with the producing and mixing his own music. And then changing the way everybody else makes music consistently every like few years he makes a whole new sound out of thin air so it is kind of ridiculous so i want to say he's one of the ah yeah no i'll say one of, one of the greatest artists one of the greatest producers one of the greatest performers mm-hmm. but if you had to give him a grammy if i was to give him a grammy where which which genre would you necessarily put him in oh because now you gotta with the grammys you gotta fit a box okay you know what i mean okay like, like casey musgraves with country okay I don't know who that is, but continue. Like, a lot of people wouldn't say it's necessarily <laughs> country, though. You know what I mean? Okay. They'd say it's more pop. Really? So it's like, why even have what, this, what type of music, this like, genre? What type of music does, is it? You say it's pop, but it's country? It's like, some some songs you'd be like, oh, this has more of like the, the twang country vibe mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of these other songs reminiscent of, you know, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? So like that slow, like acoustic mm-hmm. pop kind of thing. Please just say, uh, 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 it's easy. easy. Yeah, that's yeah. song. Yeah, that's a song. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I feel like to win a Grammy, you'd have to put them at, like, um, rap. I would say rap, uh, pop. No, it doesn't have much pop music. His pop music is not, like, I feel like the type of pop music that he, he makes is more as, like, a joke. Like, uh, right. what's the one with Lil Pump? Um, the bot, they're in boxes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. 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 I feel like that one is like a pop song. But the thing is, I was like, he wasn't really like trying. I don't think so. I don't think that's like one of the things that he was like actually truly invested in. 
But yeah. Right. It was um, kind of a joke. Too. Yeah. I feel like it, it, the best place to put him would be rap because like you'd you'd miss out on so many monumental things that he's done with the with his ability to rap. But I mean, look at the people he attracts. You know, like four or five seconds with Rihanna and Paul McCartney. Crazy. He does another song called "Only One" about his about his daughter. I think that was one. That might be one of my favorite songs. That's one of my favorite songs ever, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, oh, um, he keeps that same energy on on Ye. You know, fair. You got, <sighs> you got Ghost Town. Kids, kids. Is this Kids See Ghost? Is that the album? No, it's it's just Ye. You know the album cover. It's oh, like, okay. I love being bipolar. It's awesome. Oh yeah, no. I'm talking yes. about I'm talking about the other album, the one with him and Kid Cudi. Him the, and Cudi. Yeah, the before, one with the, before they started beefing. Oh uh, yeah. I wonder if he's actually psycho, or yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of. I wonder if it's, he's like actually crazy, or it's like a media ploy to make him sound very od. Because of I was looking at something about his mm. that's really funny. It doesn't yeah. take much for the media to like truly morph the way you see an individual or an idea, and exactly. it, it honestly it doesn't even take too much time either. Like. Because you have so much, so much power within one or two or three entities. Exactly, and not even entities. It could be just one single entity. They could make you think. Oh, for example, um, CNN is really good at making you think very liberal, right? And then like Fox, Fox News more on the other spectrum, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? All that. It's super easy because of like, I, um, you can like personalize ads to run, run to exact people you want you'd be like right. i want people that like oh uh, first for example let's say um i was doing a clothing like i had a clothing line that we sold running shoes running mm-hmm. shoes i can make it people i want my ass to run in eden prairie people from the ages of 16 to 26 yes. people that are people that make this much money People that live in these certain areas of Eden Prairie and just make it like you super, yeah, you can make it microscopic. Yeah, so you yes. can make the most amount of money as you possibly can, and then you can just run that on repeat. And the thing is, once you see something, I think it's like four times. That's when you start thinking about it more. And the more times mm. that you see them, the more times that you're likely to go to whatever it is. For like, um, there's the Vani signs around here. That's like semi close to the Vani's. But mm-hmm. like it's so big and it's such like a a prime space that if you're leaving St. Thomas, if you're going into St. Thomas, if you're going to uh let's say Concordia, you can see it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to like the there's a lot of colleges around here. Um all the McAllister. colleges. Yeah, McAllister, yep. all of them. And if you and then you don't even think of universities, you think of like St. Paul College and things, so many colleges around here. Mm-hmm. So you can just put it in this they put they put it in this certain area and then you, Everyone is just consistently seeing it and it's just raising them so much money because you're going to like, yes, just subconsciously just you won't even know it. Now you're craving pizza for some reason. Devani, open your email. I've been trying to get money for this for a good minute. Let's lock in for real. They still got you on the delivery fees. Bro, huh? they, oh no, I'm trying to get a, a sponsorship. I'm trying to get them to lock in for real. But uh, if you know someone that's, if you know someone. Sponsor this man. Yeah, if you know someone Devani's. I know St. Tomians, they eat at your store. Locking, but yeah, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. But no, oh, Kanye West is, is it's an interesting, just an interesting individual. Uh, do you think he's actually crazy, or do you think like they just marketed him that way? I think he legitimately has like 
a mental like a mental disorder. Oh, okay. And like, I I wanna I wanna stipulate that's not a negative. Mm-hmm. You know, to have a mental disorder like that's a real struggle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta live through that every single day. So like, I can't I can't judge Kanye and be in his shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think legitimately like through his doctors, through medical records, statistics, wh- whatever you wanna call it, like. Yes, he he does have a mental disease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think if he if he actually gets that help, like his music will go on an upward trend, which is upward. Literally, okay. okay. Huh, that's interesting because I've heard a lot of people say that artists are best when they're like in a dark place. That's where that's where the best music does tend to come from. But um, on the point of the, if I actually think that he's actually like there's something. I feel like it's overblown. Mm. Yeah, it's overblown. Um, I'm gonna come back to I'm gonna come back to this point. Uh, I remember I was watching a video where this doctor was like, "Okay, I'm going to go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna fake a mental disorder and see if they can tell that I'm faking." So he goes, he walks in, he's mm. faking the mental disorder. He fakes it for like. Uh, he's faked schizophrenia, schizophrenia for like a day, and then they brought him inside. Right? Mm-hmm. He was faking it this whole time. So once he got inside the jail, he literally like stopped the whole, stopped the whole charade that he was putting on to see if they would even notice. And then it took them so long that they had to get the law involved to get him out, and his other people had to come wow. in and take him out because of they kept like trying to appeal for the. Oh, I'm good. I'm mentally sane. I've gotten it so much better. I'm eating. I'm doing yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You're like, no, now you're just faking it. So people have a tendency to like feel like it's comical. The, the symptoms and the, like, the idea of the mental health disorders that these people are having. Mm-hmm. And they aren't able to truly diagnose it. Okay. Uh, uh. Like you think it's just a discrepancy between like what they're telling the provider? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That is the I've I've kind of thought that way about mental um, mental health facilities for a while now, because I feel like it's super easy. Especially, oh, for example, you know the way they treat nursing home people, people in nursing homes, mm-hmm. just super bad. <laughs> I just want to, yeah, no, it's 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 super bad. I used to work as a CNA, and then I'd watch people the way that they would treat the like the people that live there mm-hmm. ridiculously. They all need to ask for it. Wow. Asshole, fucking dickheads. But um, beyond the points, be uh, be beyond the points, beyond the points. They be pushing wheelchairs down the ramp. They just <laughs> they, they be bowling with them, bro, bro. You know what? It's it hurts my heart when I see people that work with like people with mental disorders or older yeah. people, and they like don't care. Right. <sighs> Even though it's literally your job to care, I feel like the people that do get the job rarely to ever truly care about the people that they're truly taking care of. Ugh. But on to the, the point that I was saying before, it's, I feel like it might be a little bit overblown, overblown. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of gaslighting that's going on with, with him. Um, the reason why I bring that, the reason why I say that I feel like there's so a lot like of- So like it's perpetuated by him or by the media? Not even the media. I think like everybody has the assumption that he's crazy and mm. they're moving from the context of he's crazy. So everything he does, I can, I could uh, rationalize it with, well, he's just mentally, he's just gone. Mm-hmm. So the things that he does do, I can just push it towards the, he's doing this because he has a problem. I can just easily right. make that correlation between two ideas. 
So do you, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's a, a connotation between him being crazy and how he picks up this religious phase? Mm. What do you mean? So like, people already have this nuanced view of religion, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they think like, oh, it's either God or no God. Okay. You know, but there's also spirituality. You know, a lot of these other you know spiritual beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, okay, Kanye seems to have a mental disorder. He's also pushing this, you know, very pro-Christian, very, like, you know, gospel album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, some people may tend to almost see those two things as synonymous. Like, okay. the mental disorders and, like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's trying to heal himself with Jesus? Is that the type of idea? Maybe, but almost like... You've seen you've seen them, right? Like these these people on the side of the road, like they have the signs, mm-hmm, and they're like, mm-hmm. "You will be judged," mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Being and a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're crazy! Life. They're crazy!" Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? So you see how this could almost fit into like the Kanye thing. Mm. See, I feel like the for the religious aspects, um, I feel like they're not doing it because they're crazy. I feel like people that do that, like for example, people that are like super pro life, like the let me assault people that are that. Let me assault Planned Parenthood workers. Right. Pro-lifers type of thing. I feel like that's more of like an entitlement. Because I feel like they're approaching okay. their own beliefs on this on these people that mm-hmm. do want to have kids. That's that's more on this on the side of like a poor pro-lifer. That's what I would feel like. Um it's more entitlement than it is actually I wanna say like they're crazy. I feel like that's that's too easy of a thing to 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 write, just label someone. Yeah, to, yes. to write them off as. Right. Because of, from their perspective, they're seeing me for me as crazy because I don't believe and follow the word the way they follow it. I'm maybe, I'm far too liberal on the way that I, I believe type of thing. Right. So therefore, it doesn't count. And I feel like the entitlement comes from them being able to decide what counts and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the biggest problems. But, um, yeah, no. <sighs> You see it in, in politics yeah. a lot these days, yeah, like with, with the whole abortion thing coming mm-hmm. coming around, Roe v. Wade and all mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, down in down in Florida, I don't know if you know what's going on with the. Did they? I heard something about the education bill. Oh, the the don't say gay law. The don't say gay thing. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of it's just so polarized these days. You got the left saying like, "Oh, these are crazy Catholics," mm-hmm. and then you got the Catholics like, "Oh, we're doing this out of you know what we think is an ethical discernment." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like the problem with that is when you when you equate ethical to your religion and your religion is objectively an ethical thing, right. I feel like that's a big... Because people fail to see the flaws exactly. in that's, their own thinking. That's a really big leap to, to discern that these two things are the same, to, that our religion is objectively ethical. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a religion would only be objectively ethical. For example, Christianity, it's only objectively ethical if you are Jesus performing these acts because you mm. know what your own story is God knows what is actually right or wrong we're just interpreting these ideas to see if they are right or if they are wrong type of thing and then we've exactly. decided to put wrong on so many things and when you do that that's I feel like the only way that's right is if you're operating from the 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 assumption that everybody should be Christian and everybody should move, everyone should mm. have these ideas. That's what the assumption... Everything should be black and white. Yeah, everything should be right. 
Christian be these Christian beliefs, they should be these religious beliefs because those are the objective ethical things for the world to run as. But the mm-hmm. thing is, everybody doesn't think that's the ethical thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it goes completely against the Constitution because, um, what was it, the Fourth Amendment? That's the right of the body. Um, body autonomy, I could... I'm talking Title Nine. No, 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 no. Like, in the Constitution. It's kind of like the same um, reasoning, like, why people can't just walk around and just forcefully put uh, the vaccine in people. Because they, yeah. it can ethically save everybody... But that is against my own body. That's against me being able to choose what it said. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers. Exactly. Against unreasonable searches, seizures, shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue. But upon probable cause, describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Oh, shoot. I was saying. So, like, no knock warrants. Yeah. Kinda. Is, check, check the 11th. Check the 11th. Because I think it's the 4th and the 11th Amendment that they're really trampling over if they do so over sign this low delay. Uh, judicial power of the Constitution, equity, simple terms, it's simple terms. Uh, Prohibits federal courts from hearing certain lawsuits against states. Hmm. Try 14th, is that 14th? The 14th Amendment? Yeah. Oh, you looked up 11th, oh, okay, you looked up 11th, what's 14th? All persons, naturalized, subject to tradition. Uh, let's go down a little bit, simple terms. Uh, the foundation. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's an amendment for for <laughs> privacy, which is the Fourth Amendment, and there should be. I'm pretty sure there's an amendment for the body and being able to choose what you want done with yourself. That's why, like right. I said, the example before. That's why you can't just go around just forcefully vaccinating people, even though ethically, everybody should be. Everyone should Vaccine. ethically be vaccinated because it will save the most people. Everyone should stay home because it would quote unquote save the most people. It's gonna completely bypass all that. And then there's another amendment where I, it was the fourth, where you should be able to have um, ownership of your own not, property. Of yeah, of your own property. And then being able to just buy and the way that they're bypassing it, it's like, okay, how is a person gonna know if you had a miscarriage? You have to like go into the record. They'd have to go inside, mm. seeing their uh, period. Pre- you can Isn't find birth records. Yeah, you can check yeah. your birth records. You can. <laughs> I saw some nerd shit. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, you <laughs> you would have to bypass all of that just to get to this law, and yeah. that is what they're uprooting. And the problem with that is the next steps that come after. You could always be what about uh, being uh, under surveillance. That means you're agreeing to be mm-hmm. sur- uh, surveilled. You're agreeing to if someone says, "Let me see your uh, what's it called, your taxes or your legal records or your birth certificate, birth certificates, all that, yeah. um, emails, things like that." You just have to give it up to the government because of once you break this rule, it doesn't take too long till you get to chaos. It doesn't take too long. So yeah, I feel like those are the big problems with it. With with trying to overturn a law that's so mon- that has so many implications, yeah. mm. it the thing is they're only operating on like judicial, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's not going into like, oh, how can like states ratify this? It's just on like a judicial case level. Okay, which I just find kind of interesting. What what does that mean? <sighs> like it's 
I'm not too sure, but it's like it's on like a case by case basis. So like because it's only judicial, like that doesn't mean it's federal law. Okay. You know what I mean? It needs to be ratified. It has to go through checks and balances. Has to oh, go through okay. the House, go through the Senate, so and then it, it becomes federal law. So even if it is overturned, it'll still have to go through all these other stepping points? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, that's some hope. Hey, that's, that's some hope. But Very true. knowing how um, America's government is and their politics is, I feel like if that goes, I think it wouldn't take too long before that's just a, a thing. But no. Did you hear about the condom thing? What is this condom thing? The condom thing? Yeah. I think I heard something about their, their banning condoms at, I think, certain high schools and universities. Mm. See, like bro, that. y'all just be out here hating. Hating I for know. what? You, you, gotta wrap, you have to wrap it up, bro. People are spending $30,000 a year to come here to have sex. To have naked, naked sex. What is this? Oh. Did you look up condom thing? Oh, condom thing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. Oh, what was the last thing I said? Wait, what do you use that? For? What do you use Discord for? Discord? Yeah, what do you use it for? Oh, I use it for um, stocks. Oh, okay. okay. So like, oh. you know, quarter, quarter four, like 2022 20, earnings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, kind of okay. So you get like okay. newspaper, like, you know, Malibu boats, quarter three. Roblox first quarter bookings. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay, okay. Do you make any good money? You know, I make maybe like forty dollars on average. Oh, okay. It's like a day week. or a week. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So okay. you know, it's passive income. You could you could get a uh, a little drink, a little a little bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a, a good time. Little something. A little, a little, a little, a little honey bottle. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah, I don't uh, know what this whole common thing about. Man. <laughs> but yeah, no. Speaking about um, bottles. What was what do you think is one of the craziest college nights you ever had? Being that you're a senior, you gotta, oh, by the way, this is the dojo, new episode. I'm not my co-host. I'm with. So I was here with. So say your name for the. Oh moment. yeah, no, my name's my name's Jonathan. I'm a senior at St. Thomas. Ah, so yes, yes. Had to had to hop in with my boy the dojo. Of course, of course, of course. We're going to have to censor the university part because of... Do you know that they actually don't like it when people use their name? No way. Yeah. Like this... I remember this one story. This one girl, she was doing like TikToks on... Uh, at the U of M. Well, I got to play that out too. But uh, she was walking around and like making videos. Yeah. And then there's like U of M logos around. And then U of M was like, I right, take this down or send us money. Wow. Either or, you have 24 hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, no, like, they actually... Straight up Godfather. Bro, literally. I feel like I don't blame them because of they're trying to withhold their image, but still. Oh, I feel like I'm doing you more of a favor than you're doing me by having your logo in the background. You feel me? Right, it's free advertising. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. Oh. But yeah, no. What's the craziest college moment you ever had? Craziest college. Or did moments. you like taper off? Did you start going more extreme in the later years, or mm-hmm. like, what are we talking about? That's, that's a good question, man. Do you leave your hoeing phase in freshman year? What are we talking about? What are we, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, me personally, I never really had like a hoe phase. How come? I don't. 
I don't nec- I don't necessarily believe in them for my for my personal okay. you know beliefs. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It's more like if if I like you, like I'm, we'll we'll feel it out. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, do you think I'm, it's I'm a- not necessarily seeking anything out every day? Oh, okay, I don't okay. know if that makes sense. Do you think it's a good thing to not have the whole phase? I think it's I think it's very dependent on the person. Oh, okay. Like, okay. What works What works for me may not work for you. Mm, okay. Right. Okay. okay. Um, for me, it, it works. It works better because I feel more, you know, mental clarity. Like when you aren't, or when you are. When I'm not, because oh, okay. I feel like I'm very centered on my mission. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? I don't have these distractions outside mm, of what I'm doing. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. For me, I would say the whole phase is important for people in college because hmm. i feel like oh, this is one of the last times where the average person will have like a chance this is the this is i don't know any other time hmm. for work where you're going to be around this many people of the opposite sex that are attractive that are beautiful very true especially in this cross quarters you can literally walk upstairs and there's a 21 year old walk downstairs there's a 20 year old hmm. this is a building of how much was here a thousand Maybe just in Flynn. Yeah, I think like seven, eight hundred. Okay, seven, eight hundred, and then you walk over there. There's a building that's connected. There's another building right there. There's another building right there. Another building right there, and there's so many social pressures that are pushing you down this path to be. It's a around, lot of community. Yeah, to be around these people for so long, and the thing right. is, you work out. They also work out because if you're in college, the likelihood of you working out just skyrockets. Mm-hmm. So for them, for the sexual appeal to come about is far more easy. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I feel like it helps people's. Um, I gotta get a different chair because what the fuck? I've been hearing it the whole time. But damn. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I feel like it's a it's a good thing. It's a positive thing mentally because of you get a chance to know that you can do this, that you can be desirable to this many people, and that this many people also find mm. you desirable. It's it's a good, quick way to get a little boost in self-esteem, and then it gets to the point where you won't even need it because of you know that you have this inner self-esteem. But, uh, I mean, I, I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going, but would you say it's more for validation? For... In the beginning, yes, but I don't think as you go on, no. Cause I I feel like. Why would you need to Why would you need to necessarily do that to know your self worth? Oh. Um, you know what I mean. I feel like that self worth comes from only only inside. Of course, of course, of Cause, course. Because you can necessarily be around a lot of people, and as we see with mental health, mm-hmm. people can still not be happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it's about what you what you fill your life with. That's fair. That's fair. But um, I feel like a lot of people growing up is being told that they are ugly and they aren't getting that social, what's the word, social... Status? Not even social status, but that is Recognition. Yeah, social recognition and social acceptance at such a young age that the, by the time that they are, for example, go to college, they are known as the awkward kid or they are known as the person that is very... Uh, has a lot of trouble even just talking with mm. other people. And that tends to worsen your life in so many other aspects because of when you okay. aren't being like asked, hang out with a lot of people, your mental health are just drastically drops, especially with social media, where you can see everybody else's good time this night. But mm. no, you're sitting home watching the NBA, not with friends, but by yourself. Mm. <laughs> 
And then you can see eating, Eat, eating some chicken wings, ex- some taquitos, ex- yeah, exactly, yeah, bro. And the thing is, you'll you'll be you'll be like, wow, I thought my these were the friends I made, but no, they're out mm. having fun without you. And it's super easy to be like, well, hmm. I don't have friends. I'm not doing all these things. I'm not going out much. It's super easy just to do the easy thing. I just sit in the room for the whole cause, and people just end up missing out on so many things. I don't right. feel like that stems from people not being able to like connect with the opposite gender or the people that they are attracted to. Okay. So when it does to come to like just hanging out, I feel like you can't have a fulfilling like um, friendship circle if you don't have both 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 type of parties. Hmm. I feel like it's lack like a friend group is lacking if there's minimal feminine energy or min- for the opposite people um, minimal right. masculine energy because you're just having one singular experience exactly exactly and then you don't get invited to the cool stuff oh, don't get invited to none of the I mean, cool I've, stuff I've seen research though that um, you know having a lot of sexual partners damages your relationship quality in the long run see oh I believe and I hear a lot of my friends talk about it like, oh, does body count matter to you? Oh, okay. Yada, yada, yada. So that's, I think that's why I say it works for like different people. Mm, I feel like. So like if somebody who's very like, oh, I sleep around, you know, very minimally, mm-hmm. will find someone who believes the same way and they'll, they'll gel like that. But I think if somebody's very like, oh, I'd, I'll have as many sexual partners as I want, mm-hmm. meet somebody who's like you know, had one or two experiences, there's going to be this, like, hey, I'm sexually experienced. What are you bringing to the table necessarily? Or, like, how do our values match here? I don't think in the history of the world, I don't ever think it's been, like, well, my partner is just inexperienced, so I'm just going to go and, like, like stop having sex with her and start having sex with other people. And then Mm. the op. I could see it the opposite way if the dude just doesn't know what what they're doing because society puts so much pressure on men being able to have good to sex perform and, and perform yes. and do all that shit. So yeah. I could see it being the other way going, but I don't think it would be uh, men to women. I don't think so. Yeah. If I'm different, if if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but it could be it could be cross know. you know mm-hmm. gender too. It could be mm-hmm. a woman who's not very experienced, a guy who's very experienced. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily their gender, mm. but it's more so like, you know, this person has had less sexual experiences. How do we have this conversation about sex as a part, as a partnership? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So isn't that not, I feel like that's more of like a, I'm just insecure and I feel like this other person is doing so much better and I'm not really holding up the, the bar, the end of the bargain. So they're probably going to go and find us another person that can mm. fulfill that bargain, that can that can put up their own half. I don't know if it's necessarily like what you bring to the table, but more like, you know, just the life experiences you've had, mm. right? Okay. So like, say there's somebody who's stereotypically Catholic or Christian, right? Okay. And they believe, oh, don't have a lot of sexual partners before marriage, um, don't have sex before marriage. They meet this person who's very like, very like liberal, very spiritual, mm-hmm. um, very diff- different <laughs> opinions. Be you know what I mean? Bussin, bussin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, those things can can clash. You know what I okay. mean? You have this clash of values where it's like, okay, like I have this certain life experience, like you don't, but it's also this different experience that they've had growing up. You know those childhood things that have been ingrained. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Yeah, I feel like you're explaining why people end up not having so many uh, sexual partners, more sexual partners. And that is very fair. That is very fair. If the way you grew up, there was such a, um emphasis on being pure or like an emphasis of, I want to say it's, And it's been more of like a social conditioning from their parents, from their friends, from their church to not partake in these mm. ungod these ungodly, unholy activities. I don't believe like it's actually them that's like, I don't want to be doing this. I feel like this is that's just like the type of life that they've been pushed down to. Because okay. it's, it's always harder to swim upstream than it is to go downstream. To change hmm. what you've been doing all your whole life swimming downstream is far more hard to turn around and do the exact opposite than you are taught. What a, what did your uh, childhood kind of background look like? Oh, Where, yeah. Do you feel like there were a lot of beliefs that you held during your childhood that have changed and have stayed the same? Like, does it stand out to you? Um... Uh, the only thing I'll probably say is the, actually, it wasn't even, I, I end up picking up a more of the beliefs of my parents the longer mm. that I live on this earth. Like one, one of them I'd say would be not even consistency, but more of like, uh, aggression of the consistency and what I'm, what the difference that I'm mm. holding on to for the consistency versus aggression of consistency it's the sense of consistency is doing something over and over and over again for a long period of time i would say aggressive consistency is being actively aware of you doing those things and not being mm. not just going against the mo just going through the motions but more of like active. so like this continued renewal every yeah. day of, yeah. of that mission and being on like going out of your way to try things to get better type of thing. Right. Mm. How about you? I think that, um, you know, cult culturally, I come from a Puerto Rican background, mm -hmm. right? So, so very stereotypically, um, you know, very stereotypically masculine okay. where you have to um, hold in your emotions. Oh, God. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you you have this parallel where you have a mother who's very you know very loving and mm -hmm. very like on top mm -hmm. and then you have a father who's you know a little you know mm -hmm. laid back Business, when yeah. it comes to um emotional discussions mm -hmm. um so i think a, a a value that i held close to myself for years that i just recently am breaking out of is um you know categorizing it as strength to hold everything in oh okay you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and there's there will always be this stigma on mental health mm -hmm. right because it, invariably people will see it as a weakness mm -hmm. right yep like because we've, we've been conditioned as a bias to be like oh this person's depressed they're lazy oh this mm -hmm. person's anxious they're distracted right okay yeah so there's all these labels that you put on people with mental health. And so they have to fight that upward battle that they're already fighting. You know what I mean? So at least just specifically from my childhood, it's been that, you know, you know, do you, su suppress your emotions. Do you think it's a benefit that you weren't as um, 
hard? Like, do you think hard. do you think it's a benefit that you were you were more stoic? Do you think it's a benefit that you are less stoic now than you were before? Because mm. is that the type of masculinity that you're talking about, or what are we? Are we talking about like another aspect of it? I don't think I ever changed in terms of stoicness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think um, me personally, I've been very good with um, you know, fake it till you make it. Okay. Right. Every single day, you know, you put on a smile. You make people laugh, and then you uh, you come back and you, you got thoughts going all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I wouldn't say I would say it actually made me harder. Oh, okay. Having mental health struggles. Oh, okay. Like I'm more confident in myself because I overcame that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That you know what I mean? Okay, I feel, I feel. Well, we've reached the segment of which I had a sensei where my guest goes. Mm. And gives advice that he wished that he had or they had. Wait, so what am I supposed to do? Some advice that you want to give. Oh, to you? No, not to me. But it's like oh, just in someone's coming oh, okay. up, someone ahead of you, someone below you. Okay. Man, especially as a senior, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about who you've mentored throughout this entire St. Thomas journey, mm-hmm. right? So I have to I have to think about being a, a linkages mentor through student diversity and inclusion. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I hate to say kids because they're like two years younger than us. You oh, okay, I mean? yeah, that's fair. But it's like I have influenced so- uh, people who were freshmen here who are now juniors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they take lessons that we taught them in a workshop outside of the classroom mm-hmm. like believe it or not you know talking about you know money moves mm-hmm. how to make smart moves with your with your finances or um thinking about social and cultural identity you know how you fit into intersectionality all that kind of stuff um so it it's it's grounding a bit as a senior to be like you know i'm not just going out of here with a degree but i'm going out of here with a degree of influence. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's not just BA in communications. I have a Bachelor of Arts in um, creating community. I have a Bachelor of Arts in um, being selfless, being empathetic, um, truly sympathizing with the, with the shoes and the, and the walks of, you know, BIPOC, LGBTQ students. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you when you truly think about it, it's like I've I influenced a part of this generation already. Okay. And I haven't even stepped out in the workforce. So I think I think my piece of advice, um, just for anyone who's in higher education, is like think about think about your legacy. Okay. You know, like it's very easy to just um, go to class, take some notes, do some homework, but I think it's even harder to step out of your comfort zone and be like. You know, there's that, there's that bio major sitting alone in the cafeteria. You know, what if he had a friend? Mm. You know, he ends up saving lives, you know, 10, 20 years from now. And he's like, these are the values I hold today because this person helped mold me mm. during my college experience. That's so I, I'd say mentor as much as you can, you know, like you have, you have skills. You just have to identify them and, and put them into action.
All right, man. I'd like to say thank you for coming on. This has been fun. This has been very fun. Absolutely. We need to record again. We need to record again. But all right, show. No doubt. Deuces.